0: Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of Blue Line Icing presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. I was joined by both Greg Piatelli and Jared Barnes. We recapped both the stadium series that Jared and I attended this past weekend as well as the NHL trade deadline. We go through every team. We talk about our winners, losers, We try to predict who is going to make the playoffs in this final push. It was a lot of fun to record. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think. Let us know in the comments. As always, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Again, search The Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram, just like the website thunderblogsports.com. That's where you can find all of our awesome blogs. But again, enjoy this week's episode, guys. Let us know what you think in the comments. And here we go. And we are live. Welcome to this episode of Blue Line Icing, presented by Thunderblocksports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, of course. Joining me as always is my man, Greg Piatelli from Boston. And also from just right down the street here in Philadelphia is my good friend and yours, Jared Barnes. Gentlemen, how you doing?
1: Jordy, it's been a while since we've uh, we've done a three, a three-way. So uh Nice. true you're gonna have to uh you're gonna have to yeah, you have to say yeah. something better be than that you have to say something right. better than that
0: we'll start with you greg how you doing <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm excited for our first three-way in forever jordy uh a three-way pod with yeah. uh with a guy who knows hockey so i'm pumped about it i am too jared how you feeling man
2: uh i'm i've come down the gravel out of my throat from the uh, weekend here yeah uh, we uh, had a nice stadium series that we'll get into here shortly. Oh, yeah. uh, but I'll tell you what, Greg, it has been about four months since I saw you at the Thunder Cup. And it's damn good to be back with you, man.
0: I couldn't agree more. I love it. I know. And uh, check your email soon, Thunder Cup 3.
1: A little, uh, little set up email coming up, coming your way. But, I Jared, mean, you
2: mentioned
1: it. Hang on. Before you get into it. Have, have two people become quicker friends than... No, then that's Jared and I. No, that's one that's one of the more prouder
0: matchings of of pairings in our golf tournament for those that didn't pick up on it. The Thunder Cup of uh you guys becoming fast buddies, which uh it just warms my heart. <laughs> you guys and our good buddy Jim, who we'll will reference in a few minutes at the stadium yes. series and Jake, they uh they had a nice little Ivy League connection in their first Thunder Cup together way back in 2017. But uh you guys have the you guys have the bromance of, of the tournament, I think.
2: I, I, I mean, we were in the cart together, and it was a lot of good shots and a lot of shitty shots and just shots in general. He, the guy had a flask <laughs> with him. It was the weirdest thing. And maybe a cigar. I can't really remember, but it was, it was fun. I and, mean, and,
1: truer words and truer friends have never never been spoken. Truth. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <truth. sighs> All
0: right. Well, let's get into it. So this is as Jared mentioned this past weekend, Stadium Series, the Flyers bringing the home and home back around, hosting the Penguins. Uh, We'll get into the game shortly, but Jared, let's um, for the audience. We'll recap both of our experiences. Um, For me, it started at the Sixers game and got a little rambunctious, uh, as you can attest. We first before that that got before we got off the rails. Jared and I met Greg John Leclaire. Former flyer, great and Jared. How long was he uh, a penguin? Uh,
2: I'll tell you what, boys. You want you want to talk about how it went off the rails? So, Johnny LeClaire, My number one moment for him as a penguinie was when it was a preseason game behind the net. I know he decked Malkin somehow, and he hurt he hurt Malkin. <laughs> I don't know if it was the same game or not he threw was in a scrum in front of the net and he th- picks the puck up and he throws it in the net when he's in the crease to score a goal. And I just remember them taking a camera shot of him and him laughing.
0: Oh yeah. that a and That
2: me. is my number one moment of him playing for the Penguins.
0: I mean, he just, that's what he did. He was the prototype of just a large animal in front of the net who could just, he just knew how to clean up the garbage right in front of there. I mean, I think he scored 50 twice as a flyer. Just absolute animal when it came to being that big presence. And, and one of the definitely the American greats, uh, UVM grad. So, you know, he's got a you know, nice little experience there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, Greg, the moment was Jared comes up right after we've met him. Jared comes up, meets John, and the whole bar seemingly turns to Jared. And Jared owns the moment that the whole bar, the bar, the broad street bullies pub and Xfinity live starts to boom. And Jared accepts it, owned it like a true
1: champion. I mean, is there, is there there any other way to, uh, especially when a team like the penguins have just owned the flyers as of late. Is there any other way to embrace that?
2: Well, you have to look at it this way too. I didn't have your run of the mill Jersey on either. First. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I knew like 78,000 people that were there. I'm exaggerating because they only had 69,000. Shout that nice. number um, I had a George LaRock jersey on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was when incredible, Greg.
2: Park, Jordy took an amazing photo that I tweeted at George LaRock, which he got back to me and was like, ha, ha,
0: ha awesome, bro. He back at you?
2: Looked, looked at the analytics, boys. It was seen over 2,000 times on Twitter.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) Getting that reach.
2: So I get to LeClaire, I raise my hands, and I start spinning around in the bar, which then the tomahawk chop and the asshole chant started. (laughs) So great. (laughs) To which our good friend Denise from Lehigh, her son Chicho plays hockey with us. Talk about a faster friend to anybody, Mr. Chicho. She runs up and goes, he's with fucking me. Leave him alone to the whole bar. And the bar was still an asshole. But yes, that's how that started, boys.
0: Yeah, so we have to have that. Then we lost the car on our way back from Xfinity. So Greg, Denise hired a a car service. She lives in Bethlehem because she works at Lehigh and had a car drive her and her husband down. The car was off, was over by the Wells Fargo Center. Ended up, par- The guy ends up moving the car between the Wells Fargo Center and the link. He was on the Broad Street side originally. None of us knew this. I lost Jared. Jared was with uh, our good friend Justin, I believe. The three of us, are, were all trying to find each other. We're calling Chicho. We finally find this dude. Our buddy Jim, who's coming to the game with us, finds us. I'm feeling it. I've been drinking since like 11. My good buddy, Joe Mart, who'd come to the Sixers game. Um, I was on a good pace and I... Forgetting the contents of a cookie, ate a cookie, and by the time I remembered that these cookies contained a little THC inside of them, they were edibles, if you will. It was a little too late for me. So by to the time
2: it. to quote a uh, another podcast, Banana Land Jordy was there.
0: Oh yeah, zombie zomb- total zombie, uh big body high, if you will. But it was probably about fifteen minutes before the game. This thing hits me. Right as fucking Gritty's doing his Lady Gaga springing down from the top of the stadium, it starts to fucking hit me. And,
1: Jared, I'll let you take over from there. You did a good uh, job recapping my, my night. Uh, quick quick interjection before – let's keep the people suspensed here for a while. But quick interjection. In emotion? Um, two things, first and foremost. No worse mascot in sports than Gritty. Ooh, um, I agree. Second thing,
0: you gotta be—you gotta be a Philly fan to love gritty. That's all I'll say. It's like the fanatic, like the fanatic. Everybody
1: else hates him, but we love him. That's not true. The fanatic's not bad. Gritty's just a scum. The second thing is—the second thing is—is there anything worse than being drunk and being like, you know what? I need something right now to soak this booze up. You know what? Fuck it. Oh, cookie. I'm on a diet. Ah, fuck it. I'll eat it. Is there anything worse than that moment? And then then add to it the story that jared's about to tell i mean i can only imagine the the tomfoolery that ensued yeah so, so go ahead g i was gonna say that
0: just on that point that's exactly how i felt it was kind of like there was hoagies there i don't know if we had pre- or no we had we had a lot of chips i'd be i'd eaten a hoagie i had some chips i was like oh, a little dessert and i'm kind of like yeah i'm trying as greg said i'm on a diet trying to lose some weight so i'm like begrudgingly eating this cookie, like, oh, the chocolate tastes good. Blah 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 blah. And then, you know, we're twenty minutes later. We're in line into the stadium, and I remembered, fuck, there was weed in that shit.
2: Yeah. So we we get into the game, and we had awesome seats. We had the penguin shooting twice. So if you're looking down at the arena, we had the yellow Keystone of the penguins looking at us. Greg, we were under cover, and there awesome. was no wind. Best seats. We could have ever gotten dumb sheer luck. Thanks, NHL, for your Black Friday special. So, me and Jim Brown are sitting there. The fans around us are pretty good. There's some Penguins fans, there's a lot of Flyers fans. And Jordy's getting a little little bots. So, then Jordy at some point gets up to go to the bathroom, and then we lose him. And I go, Jim, where is (laughs) Jordy? So we go out to the mezzanine and I spot Jordy. I point to him, we find him. We grab some food. You got a water, you got a pretzel, I got some chickies and beach crab fries. So and then we came,
1: so you came walk, back to you walk You walk out of the box and Jordy was just standing.
2: He was he was um Where you know like the drunk guy look where you're like half up and you're half back.
1: Yeah, I was he punched was, over yeah. a railing. <laughs>
2: So, we get back to the scene. We turn around again. We lose Jordy, and I look at Jim and I go, "Well, he's an adult, but I'm kind of <laughs> worried." So then we proceed to watch the end of the game.
1: Listen, if you make a grown man decision, you got to deal with the grown man consequences. That's yeah. that's a that's a great call, Jared.
0: Yeah, from my from my memory, I think I re- I think I watched two periods. And the high got too too much, so I decided to leave. Jim at one point called me as I was as I was yeah, leaving the stage. That's when
2: he was like, "We're going to do this."
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, so I was still in. I tried to look at what t- I tried to find the timestamp today, but my phone did not provide it to me to like confirm of when it was. But
1: oh, yeah, if if you had an iPhone, I would have provided that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm okay, fine with my cool. Google phone. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't want We don't want to set set that off. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no. But overall, awesome experience. Yeah. Um, you know, a little bit of regret of, of not remembering that there was you know weed in the cookies. But you know, live and learn. I found out that uh, that a few other people had them and also got floored. Uh, some other stories from some friends of people that consumed a little too much alcohol. So good to know I wasn't the only one that got a little too after it on uh, on Saturday, February twenty third. So you know, moral of the story.
1: Well,
0: um, Watch so your about, diet.
1: About the game itself. are there any were there any two grosser helmets in the world i'm fine i kind of liked the i'm not kind of like but you know i i I did not hate the jerseys i didn't think they were that bad the only thing i liked was the penguins jerseys that was the the
0: penguins helmet excuse me the 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 jerseys i wasn't a fan of hated the flyers helmet both helmets sucked big ones i thought the penguins was okay because they zoomed in on the penguin head so it was kind of like a It was kind of cool, but the Flyers one fucking
1: sucked. Okay, but are we football? Are we trying to like do stupid designs? Yeah. How dumb was that? So stupid.
2: Yeah. I I'm up. I'm sitting here wearing the third Robo jersey that was from '97 to 2002 with the Penguins. My favorite jersey of all time.
0: Give us a little description.
2: All right. So for the fans, this is when the NHL. It would be the effect, effect if you did the Kachina jersey for the Penguins. So the shoulders have gray with yellow stripes in it in a diagonal. Then the sleeves are black, and then on your left sleeve is white, gray, white, gray, and then it gets lighter. Right sleeve is yellow, white, and then gray. And then you see the old school Penguins logo yellow into the yellow of the crest, and then gray coming out the other side probably the most quintessential is that's when Yager became captain as well as Ron Francis after Lemieux. That to me is the coolest Jersey or the gin and juice Pittsburgh from Snoop dog. Not this bullshit that they've had in both stadium series. Like put some old jerseys out there.
0: Yeah. The flyers wore their stadium series jerseys tonight against the Sabres. They're winning. I don't know why you want
2: to lose.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. I mean, they won tonight as well. Um, yeah, but not a fan. Not ugh. Brian. Uh, all the goalie helmets were cool. Brian Elliott had the Eagles wings coming off of the top of there. Carter Hart's was pretty cool. We didn't get to see it obviously because he's hurt. Uh, even Cam Talbots was pretty nice though. He, I think he had his done a little rush job, but I mean, so
1: do we I think? Carter, do we think? Do we think sending Carter Hart down to the minor league? Well, he's hurt. I'm saying. But I'm saying, do you think sending him down to the minor league during the All Star break led to his injury, rather than letting him sit down and rest like everyone else? Like, how dumb of a move was that? Well, I mean, they they also just sent him down for a day yesterday, so that he's
0: eligible for the HL playoffs, provided the Flyers don't make the NHL playoffs. Um, I don't know. I mean, the guy wants to play. He's 19 years old. I mean. It's not the it's not a dumb move, I wouldn't think. I mean, he also played Greg. He played back to back days against fucking Detroit. Then he plays against Tampa when he definitely was was hurt. Then And he absolutely was hurt against Montreal. But then has the two first period pulls. I I don't know why you start him in back to back games there, because I mean that can't
1: be can't be healthy. So what's to play. What, what's wrong with him? Lower body, lower back injury. Well, well that's. NHL code for could be
0: any fucking thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> really, really, really specific by the Flyers. Um also I don't want to trust anything that doctors in the Wells Fargo Center say because they are basically witch doctors.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: I'm praying I, for Bobon.
2: You know what I I think yes. Bobon Baggins. Um I, I really think that you know that all that aside, I think they have to be wary with him. It's just like that young pitcher you bring up you don't want to overdo it with him and he's been solid and he's given him a run if they're doing this right now I think it's great um when it comes to uh, let's go to the goaltending for the game it's a hard game to goaltend you're in the elements uh it didn't rain as much as it was prescribed to and I'm kind of happy it didn't but you saw on those those goals that Matt Murray allowed in which I could kill him for doing that. I mean, it's just like these are the softest goals known to man. Um and then the one Elliot had was softer than get out. Um, Classic Brian Elliot. I mean, that was probably the only thing that made that game bad. I mean, the Penguins lost Letang and Dumoulin, um in the game, which is then brought us to the trade deadline here. Uh but <clears throat> you know, overall, I hated the outcome. Um but it was a great game. I can't wait till they do Beaver Stadium here in two years. Put it on the board, NHL. Tell Penn State to hurry the hell up.
0: So I read on that, because Matt and I were talking about it a little bit on Sunday. Apparently, they need oh. to update the yeah fake Matty D. Shout out to oh, him. Matt from Alvern, as I was trying to get him to call into this program. But, but uh, he is driving home from the Flyers game currently. We were talking a little bit, though, that Penn State apparently needs to update the plumbing in Beaver Stadium. Because apparently, it's not winterized and they think that having 100,000 people using it would potentially ruin the
2: plumbing? It's uh, winter 10 and a half months out of the year. In yeah, State.
0: That, that's what confuses me, because a lot of Penn State games in October are practically January weather, but I don't know. Apparently, that's the big thing, though, is that they need, to, they need a little bit of a, a financial injection into Beaver Stadium.
1: Mm. So can we talk about how you could argue one of the better franchises in the NHL in the last 10 years had a three to one lead and blew it.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, that's the Penguins for you. That's been the Penguins ever since I've been born. We get up and then it's like, Hey guys, we're doing right. And we're going to go on cruise control. And every single time it happens.
0: I feel like it's been a lot. It's pretty been, uh, been pretty prevalent throughout the NHL this year. I mean, the Flyers have done it a lot and we've talked about their issues. I feel like we've seen a lot of, of different late, Action. I don't know if it's the, the frequency of more calls or not, because certainly there was the four on four that led to the four on three at the end of this game that that led to the tie, but uh, or led to at least the first goal. But I don't know. I feel like there's there's something about teams that just want to keep clawing it uh, this year more so than I feel like I've seen the last couple of years.
2: Well, did you boys hear that? That was I found this out tonight listening to the Pens game on a Sirius XM. Listening to the home feed, that was the first game the Penguins didn't have a power play all year.
0: Really? It's also the Uh, first game I read against the flyers that they've never had a power play in the regular season.
2: Yeah.
0: In like almost 300 meetings, which surprise. I mean, in 50 years, it feels like they probably would have played more games, but you know, who am I to count?
2: Yeah. I'm not a numbers guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, Greg. I mean, I don't know if it's, if it's really an indictment against the penguins because I'm not even going to say it's a, it's a positive to the flyers. The flyers did keep fighting. Uh, but you know, I mean, I, I think the outdoor games, you can't really, it's harder to try to like, to put it in indictment towards the penguins because it's a a different environment. There's a little bit more, not to be too punny, but you're a little more outside your element than you normally are. Um, you know, you can say what you will about, especially the, the one that ultimately tied it up, but you know, I don't know if it's necessarily an indictment to them or, or anything. If, uh, you know, you want to be afraid if you're Jared or any other Penguins fan of, of going down the stretch
1: here. Yeah, I just, I just, uh, I, you know, you keep going back to the decision to keep Matt Murray and let Mark Andre Fleury walk out the door, and it makes it seem like because they were thinking future. I get it, but at the same time, your window of of Sidney Crosby's prime is is not running out but it's getting smaller so why not ride the better goalie during that time why go with the young younger player who is clearly struggling and clearly has been hurt every year even even when flair is on the team he, he gets hurt every year so I, he, he, he had one good playoff run but like what why do you not keep the guy who's proved himself
2: so I I'll speak to that. It Flurry's time as much as I like marc Andre the Flower, uh, his time was up in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh is very fickle, like any sports base, but especially with hockey if, between the hockey and the Steelers, the Pirates. Who knows what the hell they're going to do this year? Um, it really was Flurry's time to go. Matt Murray, if you take a look at it, even though he's won back to back cups in his rookie and sophomore years. When his father passed away suddenly, is goalies are such a mental midget in the NHL or anywhere. It takes, it's like a kicker in football. Shout out to Cody Parkey. It's, that really took a turn for him on his psyche. And that's one where I keep looking back to that as the turning point of his on and off games. He still has a lot of benefit and a lot of chance. However, you know, as much as, as, much as hindsight's twenty twenty, and Flurry's doing great out in Vegas, uh, you know, I, I think we really got to take a look at our goalie prospects. In, in, uh, you know, you got Tristan Jari, who they sent back down. You got Casey DeSmith. Um, we really got to see what's going on. And I, and I forget who we picked up. We picked up another goalie, I thought. Try to take a Did look you.
0: here. What, on the deadline or over the offseason?
2: I think maybe over the off season. I can't remember, but he, he neither here nor there.
1: So, how do you sure. feel about how do you feel about the Penguins adding defensive depth? Because when we've done blue line icing throughout the year at uh, the trade deadline, Penguins adding defensive depth. But when we've done blue line icing pod throughout the year, the message has always been for Jordy and I: Oh, when the Penguins make a run. Oh, when the Penguins make a run. Oh, when the Pen- Penguins make the playoffs, they'll be there, no problem. When is that run happening, one? And two, is there a chance that they legitimately don't make the playoffs this year?
2: So was I am speaking funny. to my dad, my dad today. Good old Reed, is my uh, buddy Jordy has heard on the phone before. It's like me talking to myself, which is a scary fucking thought. It really uh, is. Oh, man. So you want to talk about depth, or I'm going to say it's debt because – we downgraded from Jamie Oleksiak. How do you do that? We essentially – like that trade never happened because they got a fourth rounder back from him for him. Okay. Eric Goodbranson, who by the numbers – and I've seen this in the Post-Gazette. I'm seeing it on ESPN. The worst defenseman, worse than Jared Bar- – actually, no. No, I'm probably worse than him. Um, wait, wait. The, so
1: who's who's this? The guy you got, or the guy you gave up?
2: The guy we got today, yeah, yesterday. Okay. He is like his numbers. It's something to the. I'm gonna pull these up real quick because it's a uh, it's glorious. So in um, let's see here. In the regular season this year, you guys want to think, think. What do you think his plus minus is?
0: Hit it. Hit me with it. Negative twenty-seven.
2: Yes, jeez. Eighty-three. He's,
0: he's coming from where? L.A. Right?
2: No, he came from. Um, I think the Oilers.
0: Yeah, so, I mean that's that's also probably a big part of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, he came from the or no, he came from the Canucks. Two goals, six to six for eight points, gentlemen, in fifty-seven games played. He has a two-point-eight percent shots on goal error. Uh, you know, his, he has he has seventy-two shots on goal for two point eight percent of the time he's uh, scoring. Oh, he does have a game winner though. That everything's looking up.
0: There you go, a little
1: positive 18,
2: there. Eighteen minutes ice time per game.
1: So, yeah, so, so you don't think it helps the team?
2: Oh, not at all. Not I, I, I will be one hundred percent with you. I the jury's out because every once in a while you'll get you'll get a diamond in the rough. But if this, I, I think we are going to be decimated by injuries. We may make the first round um, if we play the Flyers. It'll go seven games.
1: Well, the Flyers, uh, the Flyer, That's it. the Flyers if, if the Flyers can claw the Flyers, their way back out, the out of the there. The Flyers aren't making it. I, yeah, I, that's, I just it's a stretch. I just can't. They're not making it. I can't yeah. imagine a playoffs that doesn't have Crosby in it.
0: Yeah, I, my it whole thought has been. And kind of, many years. My whole thought's been kind of like what I'd said to Greg during uh, way back in December when he and I did a a fun VTL gate about the NFL and about the Patriots is that it's, you know, it's Crosby's it's Crosby Ovechkin's spots until it's not until it's taken away from them. So, I mean, Carolina, they are really looking like they are actually the real deal, even though they, their scoring isn't up to where it could be comparatively to some teams in the NHL, but they look like they're hanging onto this. The Islanders, I mean, they're tied with, with Washington, but, you got to think the Penguins make a run here, uh, and like Greg saying, when it's is it going to cool. happen? But I mean, they're five and five in their last ten, and Carolina, if they slip up a little bit, because they're tied right now. The only reason why they have the third spot over the Penguins is that they have an extra win, so
2: they do. they have it in hand.
0: Yeah, uh, I think with or unless ESPN's not uh, not updated. Um, or is Carolina not done yet? Uh maybe it's just not updated. Yeah. So yeah, if they have a game in hand, then that's part of it too. Um yeah, but I mean I, you gotta think that they slip up a little bit and the Penguins yeah. make make some make some run. Now that said, I mean, if the the Caps don't somehow surpass the Islanders, same situation there, they're currently tied where the Islanders have games in hand. Um you know, and that's Penguins Capitals in the first round. I mean, that could be a really intriguing series considering. Up until last year, the Penguins had their number, and if you know, I, physicality was what they went for, that's something yeah. that they could probably make a move for, or make make at least a series out of. Especially with with DSP out, he just got put on waivers from uh, from the Caps. So who knows?
2: Well, the other thing is too, you have to remember, and you you know talking about since this is a trade deadline uh, blue line as well. I mean, the Caps just picked up Carl Haglin. Yeah, I mean, damn it. Uh, you know, it, it's and yes, we've had Holby's number, but that's a game where I could see us get it or a series where we could. It would either go the the full gamut or we'll get swept. Honestly, I it's the Penguins are so frustrating this year. Uh, I think it's Jim Rutherford's third, first of three years on his extension, and we know okay. Jim likes to pass and pass around and play the shell game with players. We have to see if this team gels. I know uh, Jared McCann had two goals tonight. He doesn't have two R's. We'll, we won't hold that against him in his name. Um, and Boostat and, uh, has been pretty good, too. So those guys have been great. But I don't know, boys. That's enough about the Penguinis. Let's talk about something else that's at least uplifting. Yeah, well, so let's
1: get – I mean, let's, right, now, right now they're in a playoff spot, but with Columbus yeah. absolutely loading up. Yeah, want to start there that,
0: with the
2: trade deadline? But we still beat them tonight, Greggy.
1: I hear you, but Columbus loads up. And, oh my God, they did! I mean, granted, you could. I, I don't foresee Montreal holding <sighs> or keeping on to that spot. So, hopefully, I don't think so either. Hopefully, the Penguins can take that. But I mean, it's a three-team race. right? Columbus, like you said, you want to talk about Columbus and the moves they made, but they're going all in.
2: Yes, I agree.
1: How do you guys feel about that? Because
0: for those, the, for those not caught up, Columbus. Traded for a number of players. They got Matthew Shane. They got to Zingle. They decided to hold on to Panarin and Bobrovsky, both of whom are UFAs this off season. It seemed like they were going to, it seemed like Panarin was going to be gone at some point. It seemed like he was going to go either to Chicago to maybe St. Louis to Winnipeg, somewhere in the Western conference, probably in the central division. Then they just decide, fuck it. We're going all in on this. And, they're allegedly going to try to spend whatever money that they were going to use on Panarin and Bobrovsky on Duchesne and Dezingle. How do you guys feel about that? Because I don't know. I think it's a weird situation in if you're the, if you're a blue jackets fan, I mean, enjoy this ride while you can. I, I, I don't know necessarily how we're
1: going to be feeling come fall of where the blue jackets are sitting. So I guess my thing is, are they trying to, maybe entice these guys to stay in terms of, Oh, look what you guys did in half a season. Imagine, or less than half a season. Imagine what you can do in a whole season. Maybe like, is there, is there any possibility that they're able to sign all of these guys in the off season?
0: That's the tough thing is that how do you do that? Where a guy like Panarin feels like he's being, that he's having the the right AAV. How does Bobrovsky feel like that? Because he's, how many times has he won the Vesnia in in Columbus? Twice, three times, and he's proven to be an elite goaltender. And if he can go somewhere to another to another team, he could get paid the money that he thinks he deserves, or that his agent not to not to get too much into the agent yeah. talk and potentially get into Scott Boris talk. But Uh-oh. you know, if, if that's what yeah, now um, if that's what that you know, I mean, if that's what he's thinking, he could just walk. So I mean. the the one thing I was going to say with some other teams that decided to sell their upcoming UFAs, you know, I think this team didn't see what happened with the Islanders with potential UFAs that are going to go out and potentially either join a Toronto, even though I don't think Toronto has any more money probably to spend on, on superstar UFAs, but a team like that wow, and get that money. And and instead of getting what they possibly could have, Go all in, which you know it's an old school approach, but good for you for the you know for the next four months or three and a half months.
2: I mean, Mr Universe is not going to take the hometown discount. Let's let's be real. Bob is not going to do that. And
0: Mr Universe was Brizgalov on oh, that 2012 team. Did yeah, that's did. all good. It's all good. Yeah, I like the, I like the reference though.
2: I'm a reference guy. When even when I yeah. get it wrong,
0: oh, great reference.
2: Um, you know, it it really all depends on you know. Because Torts is Torts is Torts, um, man. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I think Columbus. They're seeing kind of their for right now. Their door closing on making the playoffs because they're the redheaded stepchild in the Metro. They've been so close, but when you have the Caps, you have the Penguins, and Barry Trotz bringing the Islanders out of God knows where, and you you have you got Hendrik Lunquist crying. I think that's the most shocking thing out of the whole trade deadline. You got King Hendrick weeping. I, I think Columbus and we'll get to that in a second, but Columbus, you know, I think they're they're going all in this year. I re- I really think that. I don't know if they're going to re-sign these guys, but they I think they're going to give it a good college champ try.
0: Yeah, so, they actually have an they have an interesting schedule to to go through March and the you know, the first week of April. They play the Penguins two more times. Um, they play the Bruins three times. So that's going to be an interesting defensive battle for you, Greg. Um, they play the Islanders once, but they also play some lesser teams. I mean, they play Ottawa to close out the season. The Rangers who just sold off, they play Buffalo, they play Montreal. And we'll see where Montreal is possibly sitting at the end of the season. The Western conference opponents, Vancouver, Edmonton, you know, so they might be able to make a, to make some sort of, you know, win those games that you have to. And if they can claw out a win against the Penguins, maybe a win against the Bruins or win against Carolina, you know, we're, we might be finding them in that three spot, maybe uh, maybe the high wild card and they don't have to draw Tampa. I think if you're if you're a wild card team, even just for that sole fact of not having to draw Tampa Bay in the first round, you know, at least that helps you there.
1: So I, my, my, my only thought about Columbus is that Two things. One, do you think the GM pulling this move? One, not only to save his job, but Echolinen. maybe he wants to get rid of torts. You know, maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's it's oh, I went all in all in, gave you all these superstars, and you still can't win.
0: Yeah, he's he's basically saying to the to the franchise, don't blame me, blame torts, is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, that's, that's that was one of my thoughts. And and the other thought was How long's he uh, been the
0: coach of, of Columbus, Tortorella? Three years. Something like that. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah,
1: I feel you like Because
0: Yarmo is
2: it's three years in. Uh, Let's see here. Yarmo. How many years? Oh, this is his playing career.
0: Yeah, that, Jared, I think you're right at three. Um, yeah. What was your other thought, though, Greg?
1: Will Jared will accept that number? So with... The one guy I think they're they let they're fine with walking is, is the goaltender. And simply because if we're learning anything from this NHL... The goaltending players are going to score. The NHL wants to create goals. The NHL wants to have as many goals as possible. So the one one position I know you as the Flyer fan, you you don't want to hear this, but the one position that you can get get away with having above average goalies uh, is or above average players is a goalie. So for me, I feel like the if you have a million guys who can score, and then you have like a decently a decent goalie. Um, or you have a tandem. I mean, to your point, as a Flyers fan, that's how they made the cup eight
0: years or nine years ago. Now, yeah, or they had they just had a tandem of dudes who stepped up when one guy got hurt.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a fair point. Yeah, and and so that sort of so in terms of re-signing guys, I feel like that's the one guy you let go. Um, but I, I my my only my only thought process is is really those two things is is are they either re- are they trying to resign everyone and and say oh look what you guys can do with x amount of whatever or are they is he trying to get rid of the coach
2: so yeah. boys he was a midseason replacement 15 16 uh, this would be his third full season um, uh, tortorella
0: first- or or, Yar- or yarmo
2: torts so uh, torts okay. came in eighth in the metro the first year missing playoff 16 17 third in the metro and lost to the guineys um fourth in the metro 17 18 and lost to the caps and then you're this year so three and a
0: half years okay and three straight playoff appearances yeah i mean greg you might be onto something there whether or not you're trying to figure it out i mean looking at at to to a point though of of solid goaltending i mean they are in terms of goals allowed in the eastern conference they're you know not the lowest they're not even top 5 Tampa Boston Toronto and Carolina are all ahead of them and then way ahead of everybody else in the east is is the Islanders so i mean you know you can say say what you will about defense in front of them and you know and everything there but you know greg you might be onto something with uh, with everything with bob but he might have been hurt for a little bit of the year too so that might not all be on bobrovsky but you know it's a fair point
2: Torts is the winningest US coach ever, US-born coach.
0: Yes, which he is.
2: Rises the hell out of me, but
0: yeah, I mean, he likes to shit his pants, you know, or he likes to tell when people <laughs> are shitting their pants. <laughs> yeah. If you did yeah. not see that, he was—I uh, think he was talking about Panarin actually of why he didn't play in a game and and was trying to be subtle about it, then eventually just said he's shitting his pants. But do you want me to tell you? <laughs> but Greg. Let's stay in the East on the trade deadline. Uh, Your Bruins made a quiet, but I think a pretty
1: solid move. You want to talk about it a little bit? So they had two moves. Um, Oh, they had
0: two.
1: Yeah, they made one a couple days earlier. um, Trading Uh, away Ryan Donato, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. And picking up Coyle, who uh, brings second line to third line depth that they need. um, And then... Of course, they get Johansson yesterday, um, who also that second second line scoring because they're only getting production from the first line to the point now where the first line being Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak, where they had to split up those three guys, and Pasternak has been playing in the second line uh, with Krejci before he got hurt. So they had to split up the top line in order to spread out some of the scoring and when you have the best line in hockey in the playoffs, you obviously want to keep them together. So, the idea and the and the thing around this was, let's get some some forward depth for our, for our defense is fine, our goalie is fine. Let's get some forward depth for for the second and third line. Um, now, the experts, quote unquote experts out there, thought the Bruins should have gotten better forwards and more goal scorers. But this move not only helps the Bruins this year, but it helps them. Uh, in the coming year. So uh, Donato, Ryan Donato was one of their top forward prospects and goal-scoring prospects in, in three games with the Minnesota Wild since the trade. He already has five points. So uh, it looks bad, and scoring-wise, it's, it's going to be down the road. It's going to be, you know, we can't believe Donato. Why do we get rid of him? He's going to be that good of a, of a scorer. But uh, for this team and for the core and the way they're built, they need uh, the 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 two guys they got Coyle and, and Johansson really fit their system and the, the Bruins mold of those tough forwards that play two-way hockey that play both ends of the ice which uh, Donato did not
0: yeah no, no no I like that and it yeah it's gonna definitely be a I, I, I agree with you I think when Donato gets you know, a little more seasoned into the league I think you might wonder that but I think you're right I think that fits fits into the mold that they've built and I mean, honestly, like another—they're getting ready; right, they're gearing up for another war with its with Toronto in that first round. And you know, if they can play that physical game, slow down those guys a little bit, bang, you know, get them a little banged up, and you know, that that might be the way to to grind out that that
1: first round series again. Which again is so dumb because they have the second best record in all of the NHL, and Toronto has the has the third best record in, in all of the or the fourth best record in the whole NHL. Uh, it's third and fifth. Uh, Right. But the point is that Calgary has more points. The point is that there's no reason why the two of them should be playing each other in the first round. It's just so silly. Yeah. I was actually
0: talking to this uh, with a couple guys over the weekend. Um, I had been originally, I'd been all in on, on the playoff format and I like the concept of building rivalries in the first of, you know, doing it out of the first and second round, but Wednesday night rivalries. It's, it's, Oh yeah. I mean, (laughs) only in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, at least with the Metropolitan this year, we're getting two teams who, I think, Carolina has not made the playoffs in the in the current format, and the Islanders I think have only once, and they technically had to play out of the Atlantic Division because they were a wild card team. So we're at least getting that. But yeah, I mean, Boston-Toronto, at least that's a established original six series so that could be fun. But I agree with you. It's 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 frustrating to see one of those teams have to have to leave so early on and
1: you know not make it into the month of May. And I, and I'd be saying this, I'd be saying this too if it wasn't the Bruins, because you know you look at the other side of things, and no, it you stinks know.
0: of the Penguins and Capitals in the last couple of years have just they've basically clogged up and really since this format started, they've clogged up that second round, yeah. this the second round, one of them at least in the Metropolitan. It's you know that I get, I mean, I guess you can make the argument I made before. It's theirs until it's not, but.
1: Yeah, and, and as it stands, you, you're getting San Jose Vegas first round, Winnipeg St Louis first round. Like you know, if the playoffs are end today, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just dumb. Well, it's kind of it's what's really dumb about
0: the San Jose Vegas is you're getting a rematch of a playoff series from last year, which obviously is is only two years old because Vegas is only two years old. But you're a you're getting in the first round, but. San Jose has 13 more points than, than Vegas does. They have three teams in between them there, all of whom just happen to be in a different division. So it's a little, a little crazy there, especially with, you know, if Dallas squeaks in and they're, you know, a team that, that San Jose probably would be playing as the seven seed and Calgary just gets to draw that or Nashville gets to draw them because they won the division. I, you know, I don't know. I'd be fine with going back to like if you're going to do the four divisions, do one through eight, but have one and two be the two division winners. You know, that way you mm-hmm. at least it makes more sense than one, two, and whatever the, the third division winner is. If it's three or four, like it was when it was still six divisions, I don't know.
1: Be- and before and before we get Jared's take, Jordy, do you just want to um, run through what the new format is in case anyone doesn't yeah, know? Yeah. So if you're for- not,
0: you're not aware, it's basically it's, through each division has their own playoff system and the top three finishers in each division. So right now the central division is, is Nashville, Winnipeg, St. Louis get one, two, and three. And the Pacific is Calgary, San Jose, Vegas. So they get one, two, three, the fourth seeds are determined as wild cards. So it does not matter which division they are in, but the next two highest teams in the conference get the wild card spots. The first wild card plays the, lower of the two division winners. So in this case, Nashville would play Dallas and the second wild card right now would be the Minnesota wild who we'll talk about in a minute as they made a couple intriguing moves. They would play Calgary, but you know, it's, it was the idea was to build rivalries through the playoffs and you've seen penguins capitals most prominently of this have now played, uh, I believe three times in the, in the Crosby Ovechkin era, comparatively to just once where Basically, you're trying to manufacture these these uh, divisional opponents to play each other more often. Uh, some people were, I was pretty excited about it, and I've gone back and forth. Right now, I'm not a fan, as Greg was saying that you know top teams in the league are have are exiting in the first round because they've had to play other top five teams. So, Jared, what's your take on this? We uh, we were kind of debating between ourselves, and and we want to we need to hear what you think.
2: I'm I'm just trying to get over. Who's on the top line again, Greg, for the Bruins?
1: <laughs> uh, was the accent came out a little bit?
2: I say pa- 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 Pasternak.
1: Pasternak. <laughs> Pasternak.
2: I- I'm a dude from Pittsburgh, and we're Yenzers with our hard R's and H's. You know, are you going downtown now? Got downtown, so I understand completely. I just wanted to make sure. That- well, I we got, what the hell you were talking
1: about. We got pasta, mashin, and, and bergie.
2: There you go. That's better. Thank
1: Martian. you.
2: And a sweet Dunkin' Donuts in your penalty box.
1: <laughs> great, <laughs> great commercial.
2: It is. That is. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, And so is the rub and tug going to be in the locker room or in the other penalty box?
1: Different sport. Different sport.
2: training
0: room, a little post-game rub down.
2: Oh, how you doing? Um, you know, with the Bruins, it's, you know, looking here and, and the site I'm looking at saying, you know, it doesn't fit snugly. What team, when you trade, at any point does it fit snugly? Unless it's it's not always necessarily going to work out. And I look at Brassard, who came over to the Penguins this year. He even said it didn't fit. Uh, and then he's been traded three times already. So one, it, you might not have a player that ever fits. And and I think, I think it's with a lot of these teams. I hate to be the guy to be politically correct and say it's too early to tell. But you look at um, Donato to talk about him, Jordy, with the Wild. Mm-hmm. He's already scored the overtime game winner.
1: Yeah, he's got. He's got. Yeah, he's got points, five, you said. five points in three games since he's been with them. Wild, yep. literally. You know. Yeah, and 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 like we said, he's gonna be one of those players that in four years is gonna be like, how did the Bruins get rid of him? He's such a good player. He has so many points, like what they did with Tyler Sagan and and even Sounds Joe like Thornton. Joe yeah, exactly. Oh, even Joe oh, Thornton there at the it time. Is. Big Jumbo Joe.
2: Yeah, yo, he almost had the uh, opportunity to whip his cack out the other day for scoring scoring four goals
1: against the Bruins in a loss.
0: In a yeah. loss. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got to sneak that one in. Always. What? How many? What, how many points in a row is it? Or games of the point in a row? Is it ten? Or is it? Are we wow. higher? It's more than that. Yeah. I mean, that talk about fucking streaks. Tampa had nine wins in a row. The Bruins at double digits with a point. I mean,
1: whew.
2: Father Time says uh, I'll let you go, Joe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Does even make sense? But it's pro- no one knows what it means. But it's provocative. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, boys. Who
0: else do you think Eastern won Conference this only? trade deadline?
1: Eastern Conference what did you only.
0: Say? Are we sticking with the Eastern Conference? Yeah, we'll stay in the East. We'll we'll move over to the West in a minute. But who else in the East do you think were uh, big winners on this trade deadline Monday?
1: I mean, the only person in the East I feel like is is Columbus. So you have to say won it. Yeah now something I want to talk about is you know you're
2: what you chewing on over there, dude? what's the food review like
1: uh, right? it was late dinner sorry i i had it on mute for a while, but we were talking, so I had to take it off mute, so Jordy can edit that part out my. <laughs> I feel like a, as a Matty D move uh, eating. Oh yeah, Matty D.
0: You hear him cutting his food on on air. So Greg, you're he all good, buddy. His
2: mouth open, you're fine. Um, he talks
0: with food in his mouth. Don't worry, you're they're all you're all set. Cold.
2: I'm just so, curious. Drinking a beer.
0: We're not we're not criticizing Melanie's food. I must no, point that no,
2: out. No, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so my only thing is the end, end the trade deadline. If you're Henrik Lundqvist, you're looking around and you said, "Okay, they oh, traded every yeah. single good. They traded every single good person. There's not really a ton of like. There's no big name young guys that that are around me. Why did a I VC? not get traded? But why did I not get traded? Does he have a no
0: trade clause? I tried he, to look that up and couldn't find it. But even if
1: he even if he does, wouldn't you want to go to a
0: team that has a legit shot? Like for the second team- year in a row, they've traded away. Like you said, young guys. They're talented guys." And he—they've he, held on to him. I mean, is his, is this contract that undesirable?
1: I don't know, but there are teams out there that that needed a goalie. Need a goalie. Yeah.
0: I would uh, go one ahead of ahead my buddies ball ball. I used to work with, the infamous Joe Tona of Thunder Cup fame, yeah, was pissed. Was pissed. Not as pissed as he was playing golf with us, where he snapped his driver in one solid motion of his golf swing. The ice was man was pissed they didn't ball. get rid of him a year ago simply because he he loves Hank, but simply for the fact that the Rangers could at least get something for him instead of paying him all this money, bringing up somebody to try to groom another goalie, I mean, you know at some point you gotta you gotta figure it out like you said somebody else needs a goalie in bottom four finishes in the metropolitan. I know two years ago you won a, you won a round so you you at least had some hype there,
1: but you know Hell something's ca- gotta get. Calgary, Calgary is a perfect example in the West, needs a goalie. St. Louis, yep. I mean, there there are teams all up and down. I mean, the Islanders, Carolina, fucking Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, teams hey. all over the place need, need goalies.
2: Yo, but the Rangers picked up a Lemieux.
1: <laughs> yeah, they did. For let's talk about you want to talk about that trade for a
0: second. Kevin Hayes for uh for a Lemieux. As you said, I don't have his first yeah, name in front Lemieux. of me. Thank you.
1: And a first rounder. I mean, they got a nice little haul for Kevin Hayes. Is that a relation to uh, to (laughs) your boy Can you confirm Uh, is a relation
2: is to Claude Lemieux.
1: Ah, all right, all
0: right. Solid enough. I mean, that's pro. Yeah. You know,
2: and 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 really, I don't know if you want to talk about the other subtraction with Zook.
0: Yeah, that was as you alluded to before. That was the big, the uh, the big sadness of, of Hank was oh trading away. Leash. Aside from aside from Lundqvist, was he the most tenured Ranger? I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, so these guys have been together for how long? And yeah, because they got know. they
1: got they got rid of McDonough last year. They got rid of yeah. a couple yeah. other guys that have been there forever.
2: But just yeah. the sheer fact that he goes and he went to the Stars, correct? Yes. And then he breaks his fucking arm. Yeah. Like. Oof. Was that there? Was there a hairline? Did they get lucky with it? If you could call it lucky, like you don't know, but that's like, damn, when it rains, it pours for this guy.
0: Yeah, definitely. uh, Definitely a rough look there. Um, Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you're absolutely right though, that it's, you know, an interesting spot they've been in. I mean, they traded Adam McQuaid too. We didn't even mention that to Columbus when we were talking about the blue jackets. Um, and they got, they got a couple draft picks there. They got a couple prospects. So this is what yeah. they got,
2: Jordy, just to give you the,
0: the – Yeah, give me the skinny. You,
2: the 2009 conditional first-round pick, 2019-2009. They're going turning back time. 2019 conditional first-round pick, hot tub time machine. 2019 conditional second. 2019 fourth round. 2019 seventh round. A 2020 conditional third round. A 2022 20, conditional fourth-rounder. And Julius Bergman, that was okay. the haul from all the trades.
0: Yeah, so I mean, you got a lot of draft picks. You can reload. I mean, I don't know if the AHL standings in front of me. Is is are are they good? Do they have any prospects coming up? Do, do we know of? Do, you know? Can they call up some guys, get them some NHL experience?
2: Forty man rosters are coming soon. Yeah,
1: Be ready. yeah. I mean the the fi- the fix is in for uh, for our boy from the World Juniors, right? Yeah, shit. Hughes
0: Hughes in uh, in in Ranger Red, White, and Blue. Rather see that than the Devils. I mean, either. Fuck either. Both of the fuck both of those teams. Send them to fucking LA. <laughs> Send them to Chicago. Let Chicago get the fix in and have them win another fucking lottery like they did with Patrick Kane. Woo! Woohoo. No, I just hate the Rangers and the Devils. We Jared, you we've talked about this before. As much as I dislike the Penguins, I really fucking hate the Rangers and Devils. Um uh, mainly because so of the The The, Devils in the 2000s and the Flyers. A lot of bad blood there.
1: Um, The the Rangers' top prospect is a goalie. Okay. (laughs) Coming back to it. So why? The Rangers' top top prospect is a goalie. Why? uh, Henrik Likers is 36 years old. Yeah. I don't get it, man.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's a fair point. You want to use that, though, because he goes over to, to Winnipeg. So let's transition over to the West. Winnipeg adds Kevin Hayes. Or Jared, Great. did you have one more, one last point on the East? Great addition. Oh, I
2: said, go. Let's go to the West.
0: Yeah. So, a fantastic addition for Winnipeg, and their team. I mean, they they have plenty of goal scoring. They're two hundred and ten goals, best in the Central Division. Actually, second best behind Chicago. But Chicago now, after losing a few games in a row, is um, out of what seems like could be. I guess they're five points back, but they seem like they're. uh they now have a few few too many teams to hopscotch to get into a playoff spot but yeah i mean adding a solid forward a young guy who probably is on his way to a nice little ticket whenever he's whenever he re-signs if it's with winnipeg or if he goes somewhere else especially if winnipeg makes a run but yeah the jets i mean i think they're gearing up to try to surpass nashville they're three points they're, they're three games less played than the preds uh, they are only a point back, so you know if they can avoid having to play St. Louis, who is white hot right now, mm-hmm. uh, with I mean, for as shaky of goaltending as they've had uh, from Jake Allen, their their backup, who's been outstanding, the rookie. You know, if he holds on to it, great. But you know, I, you know if you can get that first round ra- that that first round top spot, and you have to play Dallas, Minnesota, who you know they traded they traded away a guy who we'll talk about in a minute to the Predators. You have to play Arizona. You have to play Vancouver if they somehow sneak in there. Uh, Colorado, which I wouldn't necessarily want to play the Avalanche, but yeah, getting that top spot and adding enough goal scoring to really arm yourself up is the name of the game, and that's what they've done. And you know we'll see we'll see how that that second round war with Nashville goes because that's I mean they have they have Pecorine's number and yep. that might be the way to to send it over the top.
2: Yeah, I I think with the Jets, they're they're finally – they're really hitting their stride, Uh, and they have been. But I just think it's been time for them to really make the splash now and say, okay, we're here, we've rebuilt, we've come over, we're ready to go. And then it's nice to see that. I mean, you got Buff there. You know, look at that guy. I mean, he's just just done great. And with who they've brought together the last couple years, like with Stastny, they're going to be they're going to be somebody to wreck with, reckon with.
0: Yeah, and that's a really good point cuz that's exactly what they brought in Stastny last year for and adding that just to line A to Shifley to that whole squad that can score it will. Girl. I mean, they go into a place like they go into Vegas, score 6 goals, mm-hmm. a team that we're going to talk about in a minute who I, it probably might be the big winner, but you know they they need that. I mean they've had a couple low scoring games outside of that where they've only scored one goal, two goals, three goals here and there, but they let up a lot of goals. You know, so I mean they're not necessarily going to win by with over the top firepower, but you know I think help is, having having death help helps. Greg, what what is your take? Is Buffalo done for the year? Or is he coming back? Uh, he's let's take a look. It's a good question because he has been banged up for a while. Um, What's your IR? take on was, on their on their additions?
1: Wasn't he on the IR for a while?
0: Yeah, he's still on. He he was put on IR on Saturday, oh, so he's definitely done. Yeah, yeah. good for Jared. to um, Pay hey, attention, everyone. Well, on. no, no, it's not no, about No, it's all good because that's a it, fair point. I mean, he's.
1: It's more about he's one of
0: the guys you don't fuck with in the NHL. Yeah. Let's see. I don't have it. I don't have an official if he's out for this year or not, but he's they, on the IR.
1: Exactly. And if they lose him, if they lose him, it was not, not about that, Jared. It's more about if you lose him for the year, that's why I asked because the, the move then, if you knew he was going to be out, because since you put him on IR on Saturday, if the, if you knew you're going to lose him, go out and get a defenseman because yeah. you know, yes, uh, 100% you know, Hayes fits in nicely, fills in yep. as, as a second-line center for them. Second-line player, no problem. Uh, relieves some of the scoring for, from the first line, Blake We're on all, Wheeler and all that. But, I mean, Bufflin, like like you guys hit nail on the head. No one messes with him. He's a great defenseman. And, yeah, Tyler, My- Tyler Myers, also on their team, 6'8 guy. Oh, yeah, good call. So they have these monster defensemen, but – you go out and you you know Bufflin's about to be hurt for a while. Why not go and get a defenseman to to help, you know, at least in the playoffs, in the run?
2: So to that point, they picked up Nathan uh, Boilu. Yep. You know, and I
0: Is mean,
2: he uh, he's looking. So far this year, three goals, four assists, seven points. He's a one with plus plus minus thirty two. Who did they pick
0: him up from, Jared?
2: They brought him in from. Uno memento, por favor. Hmm. Statistics. Let's go into that. Uh they got him from your B- Buffalo Sabre- Sabres.
1: So when Jordy when when Jordy goes back and back and actually edits this, which he should do, but when he goes back and edits this, he'll take out that whole part where we we're looking for the name. He'll just make it seamless transition. We'll be there, good to go, oh, no problem. Do it
2: live. Let the viewers know. <laughs>
0: A little inside baseball. All I really do is cut out a lot of oos, ahs, and some silence in between. And for uh... oh, okay. oh, we're not saying it. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, a little bit of the, a little bit of the silence because sometimes there's a little bit of delay on the uh, the Google Hangouts. Oh, uh, for those, for uh, for everybody to know, the little, the little Blast inside baseball. Uh, giving Jared the the skinny on the the Google Hangouts show because this is his his first online show he's always done the, the in-person pods but anyway wait this is happening on the line on the line yes on the line is
2: this the interwebs
0: files <laughs> are inside the computer
2: oh buddy series of <laughs> what was Al- that made 15 cents somewhere
0: <laughs> but let's stay in the central division the Predators made a couple pretty nice acquisitions I think two guys that fit him pretty well one Jordan came from the Flyers that. with Simmer, which I'm bummed about, but we knew that it was coming. Greg, the, the, first the, the first hit to the profit. The first hit to the profit, Greg. You said he was not going to get moved, and he got moved. Wait, Simmons. I said
1: I said from the, the beginning of the
0: year they should have gotten rid of him. No, but you <laughs> went on record. The I think either the last Blue Line Ice and the previous one, the Flyers weren't going to trade anybody.
1: Well, I, I, the question and was – I said
0: Simmer was gone, so – Who's the profit now?
1: The question was, the, I believe the exact quote was, with their recent success and with Carter Hart and them winning, do they make a playoff run and keep everyone? Now, from the beginning of the year, which is the real prediction, which I made in the beginning of the year, it was always, why, are the, why are the Flyers missing around with all these, these, these guys who are not helping them now or in the future? And why not go out and, and bring up some of their young prospects? Because all What's I hear about doing? from you... Yeah, they're doing it now. Fletcher's
0: bringing them up. It was well, oh, this is heck that was Hexstall word Fletcher we're in the Fletcher era now. My point well, is let's that talk about it. They should have been for, doing it a while ago. Anyway, so let's talk about it for Nashville. Because I think I think Backland's a great addition too, or Gremland. Yeah. Um but I think Simmer fits that Nashville Smashville attitude uh-huh. really well. And I think especially for a team that I mean they can score goals pretty well, but just a good defensive forward who Also, he get, you know, he gets physical and he plays hard in front of the net, He plays hard along the boards. Um, you know, I, I think that's a huge addition for him. And and like we mentioned, if, if Bufflin comes back for Winnipeg, if they have to play St. Louis in the first round. If they somehow have to play a team like Dallas, if they, with who did add some guys, whenever Zuccarello comes back, Arizona could mess around with him. Vancouver or Vancouver could mess around with him if they somehow claw their way back into this thing. Um because they 're young and quick, but you know the physicality is the name of the game in Nashville, and I think that 's a great addition for them
1: yeah and they and they got a guy like Benino uh they picked up Boyle, you know they got all these forward and, and clearly they 're trying to load up on forwards because that 's what they need everyone knows they 're set on defense, obviously they have Renee and net, so really they need help on the forward side and the pickup of Boyle, the pickup of Simmons and, and and the other guys you guys mentioned really, really solidifies the forward position for them and gives them depth up and down their roster. Uh underrated Benino, his 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 playoff acumen, especially with the Penguins. Uh so yeah. So I have a feeling, you know, like every year, the Penguins are gonna make a little, nice little run here. Um sorry, oh, the, the Predators sorry, the Predators, the Predators are gonna make a nice little run here. Um and I really think that they did they did what they needed to do. Regardless of what everyone else was doing, they did what they needed to do uh, or they felt they needed to do to keep up and make sure that they could make another deep run, if not win a cup. Yeah, not, I, I totally agree. Jared, what do you think? Not
2: to overlook it, boys, but there's something that, you know, it's, it's a fun fact. Who is who's Simmer reunited with?
0: With Peter Laviolette, former Flyers coach.
2: Play with a little jam, boys. Yeah, that's yeah. going to make a difference. That really is. Um, and and I think with with Smashville, they're going to be a hard team, as they have been, as I've seen firsthand in the playoffs here, two years, ago, was it two yet yeah, two years ago now. Um, you know, in the Cup Finals, I think they're they're better. Um, I think that it makes sense to ship Hartman to Philly. And I watching the game tonight, I saw the difference he made already um, in in Philadelphia here. You know, it's
0: leveled Rasmus Dulling, oh, five
2: the And then he played it up to the fans like me and Broad Street Bullies.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, and then he and your boy, Greg Bugosian mm-hmm. had a nice little scrum.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, but finish the point on Nashville.
2: Uh, you know what? I, I, I really think it, they did well. I'm seeing a grade of A minus. Uh, I think that's very fair with it. Um, And you know what? they're going to be tough. They I think I could see them making the conference finals again.
0: Oh, I totally agree. I think as much as Winni- as Winnipeg did a great job adding Hayes, I think this is finally as Greg was mentioning, loading up on forward, I think that's how they can finally try to figure out how to get over that hump with with Winnipeg cuz Winnipeg's had their number. Yep. They did last year, they have this year too. Um and I think you can give You know, Rene gives them a lot of confidence where they know they just need to put up maybe two or three, and that's all they need to do against pretty much everybody in the league except for Winnipeg. But I think having some extra help up front and knowing, hey, we have some of the guns to match it, and a guy like Granlin helps a lot with that. And we can talk about that if we want, but there, but you know, I, you know, I think I'm excited that I have another, that I have a team that I'm fine rooting for that Simmons got traded to
1: as a flyers fan. I mean, but, are you, are you going on record and saying that Nashville is going to be your Western conference team? Yeah. I mean, they,
0: they sold me over a year and a half ago when I was there in their stadium, their barn, Greg humble, Brad. Oh yeah. not a big deal. I sat in the second to last row. It was awesome. It actually was awesome. Um, did they play live they music winning? while the Zamboni's on? Have you never heard the story?
1: I mean, relive it for this since this is the yeah, third blue so line I went to Nashville
0: and... a year and a half ago for work when I was still at resource. Uh noticed the predators were at home, went to a game, sat in the second, sat in the second to last row, Did you use which seat- was Did I see who?
2: Did you use Seat Geek?
0: Uh, I believe I did use SeekGeek. used uh, a promo code of a different podcast, so I won't plug them there. Um, SeekGeek, get after us. Anyway, <laughs> set in the second to last row. Uh, the place before the game's even starting is rocking. They're playing the Capitals, Ooh. and I think the final score was like six to four. Wild, absolutely crazy game. And every time they score, they play an altered version of I like it, I love it, I want some more of it and they Damn, continue off, oh yeah and they have they have him redub the the line at the end of the chorus to don't know what it is about them predators scoring but i like it i love it i want some more of it, it songs and yeah they have him and it's weird they have him with a fucking hockey stick pretending to shoot and it looks like he's swinging around a golf club nice but then for 5 minutes you've seen it on tv in the playoffs but it's absolutely absurd to be a part of this live where everybody's still on their feet they're screaming whatever the goalie's name was. So it was the, so it was the caps. Holt B, Holt B, It's all your fault. It's all your fault. I mean, they have all the different 200 level, the upper bowl. They all have different banners and nicknames for themselves. I believe it was like, let's just say 205 was cell block 205. Like it's an absolute madhouse. And if you're a big fan of just the game of hockey in general, Throughout the concourse, they have a cool kind of history of hockey in Tennessee and what the Predators being there have done. I believe it's 20 years this year, is, is it? And just how much hockey has grown in the Nashville area and in Tennessee overall. But just showing all the different high school leagues and who's won, I don't think it's called the Predators Cup, but the Tennessee State title. Um, Greg is a quick. Background and the Eastern Pennsylvania is the Flyers Cup, Western's the Penguins Cup. They play in Hershey to determine the state cup. So, effectively, the Predators Cup, the the Tennessee title. If somebody has the actual one, please correct me. It's really cool. It's an awesome experience. If you're ever in Nashville, I highly recommend going there. Then it's the Bridgestone Arena is right on Broadway. So you can just exit, go right to your favorite honky tonk, listen to some live music, have a few more brewskis. Awesome experience.
1: I I mean, is there a a more? I mean, you should work for the city of Nashville. Is there a more? uh, I guess careful saying
0: that because Third and Girl might move me there if you really believe.
1: Uh
0: Oh, she loves Nashville. She was so jealous I got to go to a Predators game and she didn't. She might move you there, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the new profession might might enable me to work wherever. You know, Whoa. being all, being all, well, although I'd, I'd like to stay in the city of Philadelphia. Well,
1: I, I hope Nashville has some good golf courses for the Thunder Cup. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. boys, could you imagine the act, no. turn it into an actual, I don't actual trip? Oh, I man. don't want to. <laughs> I would love it. Uh, I would absolutely love it, Jordy. Dallas Stars, legit playoff team or no? Uh,
0: I think they could make the playoffs. I don't know if they're legit, shot it usurping a Calgary maybe Calgary just because how young they are but they I mean we similarly to how we kept saying the Penguins are going to make a run the Penguins are going to make a run we kept saying Calgary is going to trip up Calgary is going to trip up Calgary is going to trip up and they're the only team in the West with 40 wins right now they have a plus 47 goal differential they're on a six game heater 20 games at both home and away which no other team in the West can say they have checking the East and I don't think any team in the East can say that they're 20 or no Tampa can of course but yeah, I mean, they they know how to play both at home and away. Um, this Calgary, but Dallas. To answer your question, I think a legit shot to make a playoff spot, but I think maybe a five game exit. They're terrible on the road. They don't score a lot of goals, which is a big issue and could be coming down the stretch. It's probably the biggest knock against them. Um, I and mean, they're defensively, they're okay. Jared, what what are your thoughts?
2: I mean, they're four, five, and one in the last ten. They have a negative five goal differential. Um yeah. get, bring on Zuccarello, that was awesome. He was going to do great. Now he's hurt and he's out for the season. Um I mean, if you look at it right now, the wild card is your Dallas Stars versus your Minnesota Wild, or your North Stars versus themselves. Um mm-hmm. I, I don't see Dallas making it. I I could see that wagon, I could see the coyotes somehow some way going over top of them or the avalanche to be quite and honest. I yep. was going to
0: ask you, do you think Colorado turns it around? Cause they've been ice cold in the last month and a half.
2: Yeah. They're, they're losers of one. They're five, two and three. If you look at the teams right now, both Minnesota and Dallas are four, five and one in the last 10, the abs are five, two and one, the Yotes are six, four and zero. Um, and then the Canucks, if you keep going down are three, five and two, the black, black Hawks are six and four. um, and then the I just you got the Oilers, the
0: Ducks. Yeah, and the, yeah. The rest of the West is uh, the is, the,
2: the Los Angeles Queens are not just just let's not just they're no longer the Kings.
0: Anaheim at only one thirty nine in goals. I knew it was bad for them, but <laughs> negative
2: fifty six in goal differential. What the I'm hell is bad. that?
0: Is that a team, Greg? We <laughs> talked about a lot with them. Just quickly, them and L.A. Are we surprised that we didn't see either of them sell off more? I saw a lot the the Bruins were maybe going to try to get Kovalchuk from them. Are we surprised that neither team sold off any of their older guys? I'm the GM is the coach. That's a good point
1: with the, with Anaheim. Yeah. Their GM is the coach. I'm surprised by the Kings. I'm not surprised by the ducks because you're talking about a team that's made the playoffs three of the last four years. So they think they have the pl- the pieces to do it. They can claim injury or whatever this year. But uh if I were them, yeah, I I would have I mean, we talked about it from Jump Street, Jordy. Everyone this the LA Kings were this year's uh San Francisco Giants and they got all these they got all these old guys who passed their prime that everyone thought they were gonna have a great year because of it and they just didn't. And we said it from Jump Street. We said it from before the season even started. Real return of the profit there. I'm glad you said it. Yeah, I mean, flexing. They
0: could have. I mean, yeah, Kings. It surprises me a little bit. They make the, they make one or two trades throughout this, and you know, not a not a ton else. Um, I mean, there's one too. If if Jonathan Quick figure out what they could do with him. Yep. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jared, what are your thoughts on these two guys? Are these you, two teams rather?
2: I mean, Dallas didn't do much anything. Um, and then you you look at the Kings and to see them really fall from grace i mean they're they're saying you know they're key. if you look at key additions at the trade deadline if they have numbers and if they're all just numbers and by that i mean a 2019 third round pick and a 2019 fourth round pick
0: Ooh. Ooh.
2: that's it like wow i'm i'm enthralled. Like that's all I can say on yeah. that. Like there's what can you say? You got rid of Nate Thompson and Carl Haglin.
0: Yeah. Good for Carl Haglund getting out of that yeah. situation. I got a little worried from him for him when he went to LA, but we still have
2: he, no clue why we traded him.
0: Yeah, it was uh it was definitely uh, an interesting spot. What did, what did the penguins get from LA for him?
2: I can't even remember. I don't even yeah.
0: know. Yeah, we can look that up later.
2: Not even worth looking up.
0: So the last two teams that made probably I think one's probably the 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 big splash in Vegas getting Mark Stone. We'll start with them before we go to San Jose getting Nyquist. Vegas gets Stone, they ink him to an extension. I mean, that's the big winner, right? Another trade deadline. Am I Mm -hmm. am I wrong
1: to think that? Well, long term, yes, big winner. Short term. Uh, you have to go with Columbus and and all the pieces yeah. that they got.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair.
1: But long term, yeah, Vegas for sure. Um, I didn't realize that their first draft, they've already sold, they've already traded away two out of their first three picks. Ooh, yep. didn't know that either.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were able to also, they also have like a stockpile of a billion other picks though right yeah. from yeah but basically tra- telling teams we won't draft this guy if you trade us that guy and these
1: picks right but they traded away their the of their first year of the prospects right they their they're they're drafted prospects yeah so number one picks and all that they traded away three or two or sorry two out of the top three and with with another expansion team already being announced, now's the time to keep all your young guys because those are all the guys who are protected.
0: Yep, that's actually a really good point because Ottawa now loads up. I mean, they've, they're have they loading up on prospects and it's going to be a dark couple years in the the government building is effectively what that stadium is. But, you know, you're right, though. They got guys. They have an awesome Swedish prospect, I think, who is – that's one of their first-round picks, right, the – his, his name is not in front of me but um that defenseman and then they got another guy they' got two solid defensemen for albeit a great offensive defenseman in mark stone but yeah i think i think vegas though is in they're in a they're in a fine spot with the players they have i mean i do think long term they're still in a they're still in a solid spot especially in pacific oh, division yeah. that, literally is the wild wild west it changes every year we've seen anaheim do this and they're not going to this year but they've been close to dead last then they go on just even just a mini run and all of a sudden they're leading the division so i think putting yourself in a spot as they're currently losing to dallas uh speaking of just playoff eligible teams uh yeah i think you know i think they're they're in a fine spot but greg that's actually a really good point of with seattle coming into the picture of Will they, will Vegas get Vegas? It's a, f- it's a fair point thinking of two years down the road when that expansion draft happens of where will they be?
1: Yeah. And, and Vegas definitely made themselves better and definitely made themselves uh, a legit, you know, to make another, another run here. But the problem is there's so many, whereas the East is top heavy. In terms of their top three or four teams being that good, the West is just a gauntlet of, of mm-hmm. tough series after tough series after tough series. Um, yes, yeah, Stone is a great player, and the fact that they were able to get him an extension makes you wonder, uh, did, did they is that the reason why they got him and other other teams? I know the Bruins wanted him, and a couple other big, big teams wanted him, so um. I wonder if they had a deal already in place before they moved him over there. But, I mean, imagine being signed in Vegas for that big of a deal for the next eight years. Yeah, you also have to think they'd probably
0: sign, like, Marcia Show or, or Carlson to a, to a nice little extension, too. I mean, both of them have been pretty solid, especially Carlson with 40 goals last year. I need to see how many he has now. But uh, you got to think they probably want to build around a couple of their younger dudes who who can be, be pretty solid you know, future cornerstones,
1: if you will. Yeah, I, I agree. And and is Marcia show protected from like, how young is he? Uh, I will tell you in a second, Jared, what do you think though about Vegas's moves?
2: You know, with, with Vegas, it's, it's, it's one of those where what a story last year and can it be sustainable moving forward? And I think with what they've done, you know, and oh, here we go, Greg. To your point, uh, how many OG Vegas Golden Knights are left on the roster after the NHL trade deadline? Um, their first game was October 16th, 17. And from the initial roster, um, they've, you've had six players leave or been <laughs> shut away Garrison, Lepsic, Neil, Perone, Sibsa, and Lind- Lindbergh. Sibisa. Sibisa. Yeah. What I
0: mean, is the What's that kid? What is the, uh, I was asking what's the minimum to answer Greg's question to be protected cuz this is Marsh Show's fifth year in the league. Okay. Uh, so in 2 years he'd be 7 years in and he'd be he's our yeah. age so he'd be over 30. So yeah, I don't think he gets protected but no. you know, sign him to a nice little, you know, maybe 3 or 4 year ticket for 4 5 6 million a year.
2: Yeah, seriously. I mean, and, yeah. uh, I mean
0: not terrible.
2: I mean, Katy Perry said it best, boys. That's what you get for waking up in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: great. That's fucking great. Oh, man. Hey, Jordy, uh, did you see the real story of the weekend that happened? Uh-oh. In the hockey world? What is that? Did you see the real? Uh, do you want me to you, you don't want to even take a guess? I'm gonna let Elmore you know you know us
2: where he was Saturday through Sunday. You yeah,
0: know. we already went over this. Yeah. Saturday is a, a wash for me. Literally almost got uh almost probably almost got washed away at some point. Thankfully we're undercover to uh
1: Jared's savvy business business acumen. Hey. So uh this guy posted how to hockey Instagram, but oh yeah the YouTube video story. he mic'd up. YouTube video. He mic'd up his four-year-old son at what can only be described as a mini miter learn to skate practice. Yeah, exactly. If you if you click the YouTube link within the bio, he uh, the full the full video is hilarious. It is great, and it it makes you wonder why more parents or why you know why he's the first one to do this, but. It also is going to be tough because every parent's going to do it now. But I think it's hilarious. I think it's awesome that this is the uh, that the this dad did this and and uh, one of the more funnier things that you're going to watch and, and more just bring a smile to your face mm-hmm. for all those who either were young playing hockey or know a young hockey player now. Yeah, it was. Uh,
0: that oh. yeah, I did see that video and it, it's fantastic. I mean, basically taking the little kids who like to wear their GoPros on very on ski mountains who are watching themselves go down, you know, the green circles and yo, man, I'm the next, uh, Bodie Miller, whoever the hell is.
2: Oh, do yeah. not be Bodie Miller.
0: That's actually yeah. a very good point. Problematic. Um, <laughs> or, you know, whomever, uh, I'm trying to, I'm blanking on, uh, slalom American skiers or Canadians that you could want to be, but basically taking that concept and throwing it on to mites on, you know, might practice, like you said, and, absolutely awesome. I mean, I mean, but that's, that's also like what it's all about. You see it a lot with like, we talked about the right after the all-star break where there were so many little kids there who their moments were made of just getting, you know, equipment handed to them, but this is watching them actually play the game, basically seeing a real life version of those flashback scenes from the mighty ducks where Gordon Bombay is narrating the game to himself on the pond. This is that in real life. And the fact that that's still alive and well, and the youth of today is
1: Awesome to see.
2: I just hope that kid hasn't peaked at four now,
1: because (laughs) I mean
2: that that's concerning. But Greg, I I will raise you. What the biggest controversy uh, was of the weekend, in my opinion. I don't know where you were at this point, but why is Gritty's belly button light blue now?
0: Yeah, this was (laughs) this was highly discussed over the weekend. Uh, Did we know it was light blue coming in? I feel like there was was a discussion of his belly button. Oh, sure. it was previously orange. I don't know. Maybe that was the gritty tracker they're talking about doing a puck tracker. Maybe they decided to, to test it with a gritty tracker.
2: So for the the folks at home, Gritty's uh, came into the game, uh, lit up, looking like one of the um, one of the drumline crew from the Vegas Golden Knights. He yes. was supposed to land on land on the ice and landed in a heap outside the rink. Once again, proving that he's probably some drunk guy from Delco or wherever around the Philadelphia area you may be from, if you're a drunkard and want to be a mascot. And and I say that in jest, being from Pittsburgh. So he does that. Awesome. And who was there? It was J-Roll was there. It was uh, Bobo Baggins.
0: Yeah, it was, J- um, it was Jimmy Rollins. They, it, basically, everybody had a representative. Uh, Jimmy Rollins for the Phillies. Boban, Meg Yanovich for the Sixers. I believe Tobias Harris was also there. Also great. Um, and Dougie P was there for the Eagles. Did they have a player as well? Was Fletcher Kelsey. Cox there? It was Kelsey. It was Jason. Oh, you're right. It was Jason Kelsey. Big Doug hockey fan. He
2: had a bowl of ice cream yep. and then dropped the puck.
0: Yep. So everybody had a representative. I'm surprised. So Saturday, I forgot to mention this with the, the Sixers. It was the Sixers mascots birthday. Oh and it
2: was Franklin's birthday.
0: It was Franklin's birthday. Franklin the dog, Greg, the Sixers mascot. The David. fanatic wasn't there. What? Gritty wasn't there.
2: Because oh, Gritty's an
0: asshole. Swoop wasn't there. <laughs> the, the Eagles mascot. They have <laughs> the Delaware Bluecoats horse mascot was there. Okay. The Suns who somehow have a fucking gorilla, which I was sent a story and didn't read it, partially because of the aforementioned hijinks that, that I was a part here. of. Um, the there was Clutch the the flamingo. Uh-huh. Which, oh. no, not the Mountain Hawk. I, I tweeted at Lehigh Sports because CJ was playing to try to – because I figured Justin LaFleur, the guy who runs a lot of those accounts, is probably manning the accounts. Didn't get a playback, though, from Lehigh. Ooh. saying I would have liked to see Clutch dangerous. clutch the – not to call them out. They do a great job of the Lehigh accounts. Um, <coughs> I would have loved to see Clutch the, the Mountain Hawk come out and tackle Clutch this fucking Flamingo, the Clippers mascot, the Spurs. I believe he's a bingo. I don't know. Dingo Chihuahua something. He was oh. there. It was all NBA mascots though and and a Q, and the one G League mascot. But, but the then fanatic, none of the, the Fanatic was the Fanatic didn't make a ma- didn't make an appearance of the stadium series. Mm-hmm. I was a little bummed. That we only got Gritty only at the Flyers, not at the Sixers. We didn't get Franklin to come over with Bobby. I mean, Bobby didn't come out on a go-kart? I mean, Iceberg,
2: Iceberg didn't make the trek for 5 hours from the bird. Yeah. yeah. That was upsetting. I thought they could have done more, but my dad brought up a good point. You know, you have that where it's usually just the home team mascot. But we digress. Gritty Uh, came out butt ass naked.
0: Oh yeah, we didn't even go to the blue the blue belly button.
2: The blue belly, you know, the blue belly button. Don't look that up on some website. You don't want to know. I'm I'm just
1: yikes. (laughs) Like if you want to, it's like if you want to
0: perfect your golf swing and you look up perfect stroke. Just don't do it. How you doing? Oh, yeah, that's one, did one of my coworkers. You, did, one of my coworkers uh, got a
1: talking to for cool quote uh, one, <laughs> uh, one, one of your coworkers, huh? Jordy quotes unquotes. One I, of no, your coworkers. We're bring, this is how we bring Joe uh-huh. Tona back onto the show. One it's of amazing. your coworkers. <laughs> it sounds like sounds like the real. We found out. Uh, we found out the real pro- uh, your, secret, the re- your secrets. Your secrets as to what you did in the cube life. Hey, there. There can only be one. <laughs>
2: no. Gritty comes out of nowhere, boys, and is butt ass naked. And to describe it to the folks at home, picture Grimace from McDonald's with unkept, (laughs) matted fur that probably has, I don't even want to describe in it, human elements of whatever. And he comes out and they catch him, and he doesn't do any gyrations, thank God, but he does run across the kitty rink and do a belly slide. So then he's just soaking wet and he probably smells like dog.
0: Yeah. Gritty with his, with his secret service chasing him.
2: Oh, God. And I mean, then he has a blue belly button. Like I'm, I'm confused.
1: I think it's the gritty tracker. That's uh, that's the story I want to stick with the NHL. Listen, this is, this is, this is the dumbest conversation because gritty is the dumbest effing mascot in, in Craig. all of sports and there's, I agree. The, the Flyers more, just want representation. Nothing, Greg. nothing they makes me more, bad. more angry than an, an irrelevant franchise like the Flyers, who Woo! haven't done anything in in in, in thirty years, and the most irrelevant franchise okay. with forty four years. With, oh, let's let's, let's, let's create, number right. Let's create. Let's create a dumbass mascot who's so, no one likes.
2: Uh, I've said from the beginning: <laughs> Is this the best that Comcast Spectacore and the Ivory Tower could come up with? But. If you get a chance, read the Philly Mag article on gritty. And once oh, again, great, I will have to say, thanks to the City of Champions, Pittsburgh, the only reason
0: <laughs> You're, that's a that's a bold claim to say with Greg on with Greg
2: on the <laughs> <laughs> I said it first. Like just- <laughs> Greg's dying. We <laughs> said it first. We have been called that for years, but I decided. <laughs> I won't pull the Matty D. will give you freedom, freedom, and freedom.
0: Oh boy! You yeah, know, I mean that—that that would be my my responsibility to hold it up. I mean, we're the we're the city who just boos everybody, and we boo ourselves. I mean, we you me. we. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you took it in stride, though. It was a, a that's a moment. That's a moment there. That's that was oh, good. My God. That was a great moment.
2: But Greg, just to, just to bring it back, if it wasn't for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Leaving Pittsburgh, there you will say AHL franchise, you wouldn't have the Philadelphia Quakers who became your flyers, and yeah. without iceberg
0: well did it effectively became them. Ed Snyder started a different franchise
2: well tit for tat
0: yeah,
2: we gave you hockey, kind of <laughs> if it wasn't for iceberg. Yeah. Or the Penguins in general tweeting, LOL, okay, and everybody in Philly going, you ain't fucking with us, Pittsburgh. Gritty would have never taken off. And he has, as much as I agree. I, I like, agree,
0: that, I like the, that he's backdoor taking credit for Gritty.
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: The shittiest fucking mascot in the world. <laughs> the real story. The real story is that in in this Philly Mag article that I know you're definitely going to read, Greg.
2: Oh, it's uh, it's a really good article.
0: It, it is is actually a really good I article, know. and I I wasn't sarcastic to it. I just know Greg's not going to read it. Um, the basically the Flyers felt left out when you don't know me. You don't. Came you don't home. know
1: my. You don't know my life. You don't know my
0: evil. You don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, bye hey, we found out that you have a you have a high profile side hustle. So. Right, don't, be, oh, don't uh, put me on blast. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm just anyway, gonna. By they, they felt left out that, that when the Eagles came home from Minnesota a year and a half ago for a game that I'm sure you don't think has been played yet.
1: Oh. Um, oh. oh, Jared, that's a this is a, a, no, a well, no, no, listen, 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 listen. The Patriots did lose uh, oh, the Super Bowl, but they also won two out of the last three. I'm not, and they made three in a row, which. I'm not sure if you do that Jordy but the best franchise in all of sports has to be the team that's won 6 Super Bowls in the last what is it 13 years? 14 years? Uh
0: 18, right? Oh or no 02 to 19.
1: So just 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 something to keep in mind for the next how time many times next have
2: time. gotten caught at a rubbing tug.
1: Ooh. I mean <laughs> the downfall the downfall to uh, Jerry Jones was was his little sex scandal. Oh wait. Absolutely nothing happened to him. He's a hundred percent fine. And Kraft has more influence over the league than 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 Jones does. So, Jared, yeah, but Jerry Jones Jared. is going to
0: tell you all about how he was relevant twenty five years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're can so we just off turn topic. Cowboy bashing. We're, we're so off topic about how awesome <laughs> how awesome the Bruins are. It's not even funny. Yeah. Let's so get let's back to. Oh, yeah, let's wrap it up. What the hell? The
2: Bruins mascot.
1: Fucking gritty. The Bruins mascot's a bear named is it is it the smiling
0: bear from those 90s jerseys (laughs) remember those (laughs) things the mustard gold Uh,
2: what's the the bear's name dude
0: no one knows
2: oh come on no
0: one no one knows but he's provocative it's provocative (laughs) Uh. all right so last thing as we're wrapping up we kind of did it with the west let's pick blades blades the bruin what a fucking blades joke. the bruin Blade, Ooh. wow Ooh, That's threatening. Stupid. i want to yeah. hear better than gritty <laughs> oh. Oh. gritty just gritty's misunderstood but stop, anyway stop. i want to hear <laughs> take a lap <laughs> well i'd take that lap i want to hear your wild card teams for the east and then if you want to pick division winners i mean the atlantic's basically picked but you want to pick division winners and, and one twos as well, but I want to hear your wildcard teams to help to close out the night.
1: Starting East. Greg. Greg, I'll go to you. Um, Oh boy. Let's see. Um, <laughs> well, just to keep my, my, my pick alive, I'm definitely having Pittsburgh stay there. Uh, and I'm going to go Columbus, Columbus and Pittsburgh. I think, uh, edge out in Montreal. Uh, is the odd, odd team out in this case just because they play in the same division with Toronto, the Bruins, and the Lightning. Are
0: you holding then Islanders, Capitals, Hurricanes on the Metropolitan Division three?
1: Well, there has to be three from that division no matter what. So yeah. You're not saying
0: Pittsburgh jumps into there or Columbus
1: doesn't uh, jump into there? That's a great point. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Good call, Jordy. Yeah, all right. I'll go Montreal and Columbus. Pittsburgh jumps one of those those three teams. Carolina falls out. All right, uh, maybe the Islanders. Yeah. Ooh,
0: whoa! Absolute collapse. <laughs> All those games yeah. in hand. Jer- Jared, what do you think?
2: Uh, I think if you look at the Metro on the way down, we're gonna have Caps, Islanders, weenies, Um, and then more unlikely the Blue Jackets. And and you know I think the Canadians. I mean, Carey Price, he's a stud. They could have the second wild card. I think the Canes are going to collapse, and the Criers they might surprise us.
0: See, as much as I'd like to think the Flyers do, it's going to be—it's really tough. They're not uh, going to wear pro-
2: their jerseys, and they're going to wear them the rest of the year and make the playoffs.
0: Or they go just go full blue belly button. But to your, both of your points with Carolina, they have an absolutely nightmare of a March coming yeah. up where they do have to play the Flyers three times, where they've only played once. Carolina did win. Uh, that was down in Raleigh, which why they still play there and not Charlotte surprises me, uh, considering that's where the Panthers and Hornets play. They're moving but, back to Hartford. Ooh, I mean, that'd be interesting. Those uniforms, sweet, by the way. Yeah. But yeah, Carolina has a tough schedule. I don't think the Flyers get it done. I just think there's so much to, to hopscotch there. Um, did,
1: did anyone say think the Flyers were going to get in get it done? They one guy traded, bet bet a
0: certain podcaster a thousand dollars, even that they would make it. They just traded away their best. <laughs> they traded well, one of their best, but they just traded away yeah. one of their big assets. I'm, I'm not here to 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 advocate for that. I mean, but anyway, my pick. I Carolina, I think also drops out. I said I think the Penguins. They they get into that third spot. Um, Yeah, I think the Islanders hold on. I I don't know if they win. I think they'll probably end up being the two. They could fall to three and Pittsburgh gets two, in which case uh, hold on to your hats because that'd be an intriguing first-round series. Um, Yeah, I think I mean, that leaves Columbus and Montreal. I think they get it. I think Columbus ends up being the one wild card to play either New York or Washington and leaves Montreal having to play Tampa, a series that we've seen a lot in the last five years since the format changed over. Um, in which case, I mean, it'd be interesting to see Carey Price go against that Tampa team. We didn't talk too much about them, but um, they did you know, them staying pat, you know, might've been the right move. They didn't have to give up anything and they're still absolute wagon.
2: They did absolutely nothing.
0: Yeah. Uh, which to circle back in Matt from Malvern, uh, the fake manatee, if you will, he he thinks they were the big winner because they did not make a move. Which
2: and, and he would because that's that's Matt because he does nothing.
0: <laughs> oh, the shots fired! Although he doesn't normally listen when when he's not on, so he we, we, may never. Yep. He he may never he may never uh, he may never strike back.
2: Like how many licks it takes to get to center of a tootsie pop? The world may never know.
0: Ho oh, ho! Nice. Like Go over to the west though. Oh. We did it We did it a little bit. You asked if Dallas was a playoff team. I want to hear – this is actually a little more intriguing because those spots are a little more up for grabs. Who wins each division? And give me your wild card teams. Greg, Whoops. we'll start with you again. Jesus. Um, He's playing? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well played. I think Winnipeg wins the Central – Wow. Okay. Uh, and I think, obviously, Calgary holds on to the Pacific. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I don't think Vegas can overcome that deficit.
0: I don't think it's possible for them to. They're 18 <laughs> right. points back
1: with Slush, 18 games left. Slash San Jose, same right. boat. Um, I kind of like Jared's pick of Colorado or Arizona to jump uh, Minnesota, but... That's a tough ask for especially Colorado, or especially Arizona, I should say. So I'm going to say there's no change. I'm going to say all all eight teams that are in it now are going to be in it at the end of the year. Stays stays Pat, same wild-card order. So Minnesota
0: plays Calgary and Dallas plays uh, Nashville. No, I think Winnipeg
1: is going to win the Central. Um, um, plays Winnipeg. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say – Oh uh, no, I guess Dallas, I mean, seven, eight seed doesn't matter. I guess Dallas becomes the eighth seed. Minnesota is the seventh seed. Uh, and I think, uh, my boy Donato is going to, going to have a wild play an unreal playoff series. Um, all right. But yeah, that's my prediction. Cool. Jared, your thoughts.
2: You know, it, it's one of those where I, I do think the abs or the Yotes are going to get in. Um, with that, I think probably Colorado over the two, because we discussed uh, the Wild have a very tough schedule down the stretch. So at least at least one of the stars will get in there, either Minnesota or Dallas. You know, one of them teams that were the were, currently are the slash stars. The Barons, what's the slash the? Yeah, you damn right.
0: Deep, deep um, cut.
2: Yeah, that's that's pretty good, man. man. Um, the Kings aren't getting in with their golden purple this year, as we know. Um, I, yeah, I think Greg, I think it's going to be, I really think I see St. Louis overtaking Winnipeg for the second. I just have a feeling that's going to happen. I think you just,
0: you think they keep riding that wave that they've been on?
2: I think so. And I see the Preds winning the central, the fighting Johnny Gurdroes they'll win. Um, and, and San Jose will stay there. And in the Knights. they'll, I think they have enough talent just to stay within the Pacific. So take out the loud, bring in the Lanch.
0: All right. I, love it. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go similar to Jared. I got Nashville winning the central. I do think San Jose is, is they've geared up a little bit to, to get up there. I think it's going to be a fun race down the stretch. Um, Nashville has been on a little bit of a tear, so we might see them dip a bit. So I, I I'm going to take San Jose to, to overtake them, um, in a close race. I think, um, it's going to be interesting though. They're going to need to, to turn it up especially on the road uh, not that 18 14 and three is a bad record, but uh see them see them turn it up a little bit maybe tighten up the goalie situation uh, yeah Calgary takes the two I, I don't think there's any there's any thought that that Vegas tries to overtake them uh Nashville Nashville number one I think I think that order stays the same Nashville Winnipeg, St Louis and then for my wild cards yeah I'm gonna actually agree with Jared as well. I'm gonna go Minnesota and, and Colorado I think Dallas just eventually that goal scoring is gonna catch up to you. And, you know, I think while they could sneak into a playoff spot that that close, close race, uh, I think Colorado's going to figure it out. They got that front line kind of like what we were talking about before that could uh, really make some noise. And, you know, Minnesota, you know, as interesting as they've been throughout the season where goalie's been solid enough, but the offense hasn't always been there. I still think they get it done. Uh, Donato been been hot. I think they've gone younger, which I think could possibly give them a nice little spark. They're on a three-game tear right now. So, yeah, Nat, uh, Minnesota and Colorado for my wildcard teams. There
1: you
0: go. But boys, we got anything else like before it. we uh, we close this thing out?
1: Yeah, I got one last thing. All right. So, a 77-year-old man who lost his wife to cancer has donated $400 million plus <laughs> through his foundation – To various charities, and his his franchise has won six championships slash Super Bowls in the last eighteen years. If anyone deserves a sixty dollar rub and tug, it's Bob Kraft.
0: (laughs) All right, Jared, you have you have one last thought before we? (laughs) I
2: was gonna give a peer review. I I just I can't after that.
0: Uh, We'll save it it for the the, let's save it for uh, the next live one, Jared. When we uh
2: we'll do it we'll do it
0: live. Yeah, when we do NL Central, give you guys a little little taste of things to come, bullpen cart, season previews coming at coming your way soon.
2: Boys, this was an absolute pleasure to be on the blue line with you.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Jared. We had to originally Jared and we were going to try to record one on Sunday. I was in need of recovery. I know you are you were as you referred to it gravelly. Uh so we needed a couple days to recover and uh I think this was a uh, this was everything it, it could have been, and so much more. So I appreciate you both taking the time to do this, especially late
1: night. Greg, a ton of fun. Jordy, uh, go bees, Celtics. Um, I'm punting on this season, but uh, go bees. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm not.
0: I'm going to continue to pay attention to the Flyers, punting on uh, you know, any sort of playoff hopes, but still pay attention to them. Go Sixers uh you know Jared thank you so much for coming on uh we're hoping to we're hoping to see you know hopefully uh get get playoff Jared and uh you know we'll see how that goes and and we'll if that happens' we'll, we'll get you on another we'll get you back on the blue line icing but oh yeah a little playoff preview yeah got boys we gotta do it but yeah guys make sure to f- make sure you the audience to follow along with us. On all the social medias, uh, ThunderBLG on Twitter, Thunderbug Sports on Instagram, uh, and thunderbugsports.com, where all of our awesome blogs are. Yeah, really. Thank you so much to, to my two friends for coming on to this. Like I said, it was a ton of fun, and we all were nice and flexible of, of being able to do this around our busy schedules. But for my guys, Jared Barnes and Greg Pitelli, I am Jordy Cannell, the G Man, and that's going to do it. Stay Flyers.